should say good morning and welcome to your diy health radio here on the truth frequency radio network i'm your host sergeant jim ram retired you can call me sarge it is tuesday october 25th 2022 and uh, this program is uh, meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional assuming you can find one I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist the body's uh, ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now, you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R. DIY, like do it yourself, health, H E A L T H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the Itericare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. There's a little, uh, about a five minute teaser video that tells you a little bit about the device. Uh, there's a link to our YouTube playlist, it has close to 80 uh, videos now discussing the technology, how it's used, and testimonials from people all over the world uh, discussing uh, the results that they've had, and they're nothing short of amazing. Uh, And then, of course, there's uh, some downloadable flyers and brochures and that kind of thing. And then the last but not least is the link to our dedicated page for the device that uh, is where you can place an order if you so desire. And all I ask if you go to do do that, just hit the content or the uh, Get Started Now button, The first uh, form you'll see is the information about where you want it shipped and all that kind of thing. Um, If you um, get to the next page, then you basically see two things. You'll see an amount, which is 350. You have to put in the amount box and the remarks box is where your name goes. Um, This site that that page is set up by somebody in Malaysia who um, unfortunately English isn't their first language. So they were trying to get things changed. So it's a little more explicit. But uh, you put 350 in the amount box, your name goes in the remarks box, and then uh, on the next page, put in your card information. And um, because this is a uh, foreign company in based in Malaysia, occasionally, not a lot, but occasionally the system will kick up. Well, not the system, but it's uh, your bank. Uh, the fraud protection team will block the thing thinking it's a fraudulent uh, purchase. If you see something that says check with your bank before you try again, all you got to do is call the bank, say this is a valid purchase, let it go through. Once they uh, unlock the system, just hit the retry button and it should go right through with no problem. And that's all you got to do. Once you get the uh, uh, success indication that the charge has gone through, that's all you got to do. Some people see another page that says log in, just ignore that. That's for distributors only. 
uh, in this case, it would be for me to go in and finalize the order. Um, again, something that they um, have to work on to straighten out. But that being said, um, it's a it's a relatively simple process. Just follow the directions on the on the page as they show. Uh, make sure you read them. Don't just glance over them because you're liable to make a boo boo. Uh, but uh, just take your time, read the things, and follow along, and you should be fine. And uh, quite honestly, the um, most of the uh, warehouses have plenty of stock. Uh, the one I usually use is in Utah because it's the biggest and uh, most efficient. Uh, they pretty much ship, uh, if it's ordered by noon Eastern time, it'll be shipped the same day. And uh, they ship by FedEx, and you're going to have it within two days normally, um, which is pretty good. Uh, I had to wait three weeks for mine, and it was I was freaking out because I wanted that thing bad. <laughs> but now um, it's just a matter of a couple of days usually, and you have it in your hands, and you're off and running. So uh, there you have it. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Itera Care device later. Uh, but I just wanted to cover that in the opening comments in case uh, I don't get to the uh, get to it later on. But anyway, um, while you're on the website, be sure and hit the radio shows tab at the top of the home or top of that page. You'll see a link to our archive page set up through Castbox.fm. And if I remember right, there's over 900 shows up there now. Um, all shareable via email and social media, and uh, we encourage you to do that. And also, if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as our Telegram channel. And uh, honestly, if you are in, interested in the tele, or if you're on Telegram and you're interested in the um, um, terahertz device, let me know, and I will add you to our terahertz page. Uh, which has all kinds of stuff. I'm going to be reading from some of the testimonials on there today. The, <laughs> we got a couple in recently. They're just flat out amazing. But uh, anyway, be that being what it is, that's what's on the radio shows tab. If you got any questions, you can hit the contact me button and uh, either send an email or call and leave a message. Either way, we'll get back with you within a few hours and we'll get do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Now keep in mind the topics uh, discussed and opinions mentioned on this show were those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the True Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors. And uh, nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only. So that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Now, the number to call into the show is 213-233-3998. That's 213-233-3998. One last time, 213-233-3998. And I'd like to say welcome and hello to everybody in the chat room. And uh, appreciate you being there. Feel free to uh, chat amongst yourselves as usual. And uh, and send me little notes if you hear something go haywire or if, uh, if something happens. I don't know. <laughs> you never know in this day and age. But I am grateful that uh, for the last few shows, I have not had the roaring wind sound in my headphones. It's something. It's not something that the network does. It's the uh, it's the Skype connection. But oddly enough, it only happens when I'm on the shows. 
uh, when I'm when I'm connected with TFR, the rest of the time everything's fine. So I don't know what the deal is there. I think Skype just doesn't like TFR and are trying to screw with us. But I don't know. But anyway, um, I'm very happy that I'm not hearing that because it, it's very annoying. And today is just a clear, clean. Um, I just hear myself in the headphones, which really is refreshing. So anyway, thought we'd uh, take a look at some of the stuff in the news. If I can figure out what I did with my news page i had every oh, there it is um just the, the the insanity of what's going on in this day and age is just unbelievable you know you look at what uh how the you know the situation where they're trying to basically do away with free speech uh everything has to be controlled everything has to uh, be the democrat liberal narrative um and anything opposite to that or opposing that, whether it's people discussing the truth about COVID, the jabs, um, Black Lives Matter, uh, you name it. There cannot be any dissenting speech anymore because the side that is on top, I guess you could say, because they're, they have the support of the lamestream media, the whole thing, everything they do is a total lie. And the lie can never stand up against the truth. So they have to shut those things down. And then when you add to the fact that you have somebody in the White House who's a, you know, the pedophile in chief uh, going around sniffing little boys and girls and that kind of thing, um, you've got to make sure that nobody can say anything about that. And of course, uh, the little things like uh, being interviewed on lamestream TV and falling asleep during the interview, which I guess happened in the last day or so. I think it was MSM or uh, MS. I don't even know the names of the networks anymore. But um, I saw a little clip last night where Biden was being interviewed by somebody. And right in the middle of it, he just kind of was dozing off and heading to nappy land. I don't know if he hadn't gotten his nap earlier in the day or uh, his sippy cup was empty and <laughs> with the with the amphetamines that he uses or what I don't know, but uh, he dozed off right in the middle of a TV interview. <laughs> That's what we have right now in supposedly allegedly in the White House allegedly running this country. Between the you know the the disgusting things he does while he's awake, if there's a little child in the room, and the uh, all the other stupid things he does. Old President Poopy Pants is uh, just making a real name for himself. And uh, that's just one more thing. You can't have people out there uh, actively spreading the truth about what this guy's all about. Makes you wonder about his wife as well. If she's in the room and uh, there's a little kid in the room, he pays more attention to the little kid sniffing, scratching, whatever. And uh, you got to think that old Jill, Dr. Jill, is uh, an enabler you know it sounds like and it's really just a, a disgusting combination but those are the kind of things that we have going on in this country that basically put us in a position where we have to have um, just one narrative and you can't have any kind of a truthful opposition <sighs> it's just crazy and I'm looking at one of the headlines here, North Carolina, North Carolina School District forfeits all further girls volleyball games against competitor after a transgender player destroys a real female opponent. And again, this is just one more of the lies 
that we have to uh, basically go along with, so to speak, and everything is covered up. But this is Cherokee Cherokee County Schools in Western uh, North Carolina has canceled all upcoming girls volleyball games against one specific team due to the presence of a transgender. Why don't they just say a male player who seriously injured a real female player? They say it's a real female, but they talk about a transgender. He's not transgender. He's an idiot. He's brain damaged. And. A lot of this comes from nutrient deficiencies while the mother was pregnant with this bozo. You know, when when mom doesn't have the things necessary to produce a healthy, functioning male or female baby, there are certain times and certain things, and this is something Dr. Wallach and Dr. Glidden have both looked into. There was a, um, I think the guy was in Russia, but it was a, a doctor or a physicist, or, no, not a physicist, but some sort of a, you know, researcher. <coughs> my apologies, I didn't have my hand on the old cough button. Um, there was a researcher over, I believe, in either in Ukraine or Russia, who had been studying people of the transgender and uh, homosexual movement and uh, comparing their sexual orientation, so to speak, to a small um, gland in each person's head. You know, somewhere, you know, I'm not sure if it was a pineal gland or which one it was, but basically he got to the point where he could look at the site, you know, after someone had passed away, he could go in on autopsy and open this person's head up, look at the size of that gland. And if it was a male, he could pretty accurately guess or speculate as to the sexual orientation, whether it was a guy that liked guys, a guy that liked girls, a guy that um, didn't have any sexual preference whatsoever. In other words, you got the old, uh, you used to call them spinsters, uh, old uh, Aunt uh, Gertrude, who never married. You know, she was happy just to live on her own and be her own person and uh, never have anything to do with male or female. Um, just no sexual drive whatsoever. Or the female that went after females or the female that went after guys. They could tell just by looking at this one gland, which obviously is determined by uh, the nutrients available when the... Uh, what we got here? I gotta turn this other phone off here. Um, but basically, the um, when the mother was pregnant, they would, um, if they didn't have the nutrients necessary, that gland would not fully develop, and then it would be missized, and that's when the people would start developing these uh, other, uh, other than normal uh, traits. And he was extremely accurate, not knowing the person whatsoever, not having any clue what the person was like. He would go in, open up their head, find that gland, and say this person was a male who went after males, or this person was a male who just didn't care, was always going to be old weird Uncle Harry that uh, didn't have any desire to have anything to do with anybody. And then they would interview people that knew this person, and they would say, okay, that's what this guy was, and, you know, bingo, he was right, like 99% of the time. And that gives you an idea what's going on there. But all these people, and that's why we have so much more of this stuff going on now than we ever have in historic past, because there is more and more nutrient deficiency in this day and age. 
and uh, the women are totally deficient. And that's why you have so much infertility now. That's why you have so much of this, you know, kids wanting to do this stuff. So, you know, the old thing that I was born that way, in some cases, that is true. Because this gland is not fully developed and they just have a natural tendency to go one way or the other. That's not what we would refer to as normal. But there is also the people that have been recruited. And those are the ones where you have somebody who, um, at a, especially now at a young age, because of all the indoctrination going on in the public fool system and everything else on TV, social media, you know, children who would never consider uh, doing something other than what was normal for their sex, all of a sudden are thinking, well, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not really a girl, maybe I'm a boy, or maybe I'm not a boy, I'm really a girl. And those are the ones who get all messed up. They get, you know, locked into this mentality. And then in some cases have these uh, reassignment surgeries, as they're called. It basically is mutilation. And then down the road, they are just totally destroyed by it. Uh, and end up committing suicide because they finally come to their senses and realize that the whole thing was a big hoax and their body's been destroyed by all the hormones, the surgeries and everything else, and they can't deal with it. So you have a little bit of both. You have some that are actually born that way. And this is my, my opinion based on the things that I've heard from researchers. And then you have those that have been recruited into the process uh, and groomed, so to speak, and they're the ones that down the road sometime or another will have a change of heart and switch and go back to their regular sexual behavior. And uh, the lucky ones are the ones that didn't fall for the surgeries and all that kind of stuff and can basically kind of pick up where they left off with natural sexual orientation. But uh, it's a really sad situation to see what's going on. And of course, all of that has to be um you know, put down. And unfortunately, some of it is on, you know, it's on both sides of the aisle. You know, you have the, um, the, the transgender homosexual crowd that, you know, constantly blame or claim that I was born that way. I can't change it. And then you have the evangelical Christian crowd who says, no, you weren't born that way. It's a choice. Well, and nobody wants to meet in the middle where some is a choice a bad choice, and some is an actual you were born that way because mom was nutrient deficient. And those are the things that because nobody pays attention to what Dr. Wallach has to say, and the guy is a brilliant researcher, and he is hooked up with other brilliant researchers like who this giant guy, wherever he was over in the eastern countries, um, who had basically done the research and came come across this and realized, hey, this is what's going on. And as a result, you know, you may have, and unfortunately, from everything I've heard, that's kind of baked into the cake. Once the child is born, you know, really after the first uh, 90 days of uh, gestation, that's all there is to it. You know, the the what you got is what you got. It's baked into the cake. And from that point forward, the next uh, two trimesters, you're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But the actual, all the parts are are installed during the first 90 days. And uh, once that's done, whatever you got, that's what you got. And it's a sad situation. Uh, unfortunately, some things can be reversed, especially if you catch it in the womb. But most things cannot. You know, once you get past that 90-day point, you're kind of stuck. And um, 
but in this case with the transgender stuff and everything else you know some are born that way and some are recruited and the question is which is which and you know who you know there's no way of telling until you open somebody's head up <laughs> which you really don't want to do until they've already passed uh to figure out what their particular situation was but anyway um the uh, muscular male player pretending to be a female on the Hiwassi Dam High School girls volleyball team reportedly went up for a spike and smacked the ball at extreme speed straight into the head or face of a real female Cherokee County uh, schools player with a smaller frame and with less strength. The girl plunged to the floor, uh, grainy but revealing video footage of the disturbing incident is available for viewing and there's a link there. I'll put this into the uh, chat room uh, for anyone who wants to check that out. Um, as shock teammates quickly approached and surrounded the injured young woman in an attempt to help her. And I'm going to go ahead and click the link on this video and just see. Yeah, it is from a distance. It looks like somebody's cell phone. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, you can't see much, but um, this guy is really big, really strong, and he slams this thing. From, I mean, he's tall, too. He jumped up, cleared the net, slammed that thing, and it went hammering down right into the girl's face, and she went down like a sack of potatoes. Man. Um, so anyway, according to reports, the trans athlete forcefully struck the girl in the head prompting Cherokee County Schools board member Arnold Matthews to cancel the rest of the season against that particular team due to safety concerns. Well, good for them. They should have done that beforehand. Matthews says the decision, uh, his decision was uh, will not affect the other teams on the district's roster, nor will it affect any other sports within the district. The North Carolina High School Athletic Association later confirmed that Cherokee County Schools can determine for whatever reason that a school or team cannot play another school or team. While we would uh, prefer that schools or teams uh, play all games, it schedules that latitude does exist. The entity added. Um, Hardest hit I've ever seen, said the coach. The Cherokee County, yeah, it was a slam. Cherokee County uh, Board of Education voted five to one to declare a safety issue, include uh, following the incident. Around the same time, uh, Coach Joe Wood commented that he had never seen a hit this hard before, presumably because the one thing, uh, the one doing the hitting is male, not female. The Hisui uh, or Hiwasi, I guess it is, damn player, a biological girl suffered head, uh, severe head and neck injuries resulting in a concussion, including vision problems. Uh, reports indicate about what uh, became of the struck player. Uh, the girl has not been uh, cleared to play again by her neurologist. Uh, there is a chance the girl may never play volleyball again. Yeah, from the way that was hit, that wouldn't surprise me either due to injuries or possibly some kind of post-traumatic stress disorder that deters her from ever wanting to rejoin her team. Yeah, especially we're playing with another team that's got uh, a guy on it. <laughs> that would really be a, the kicker. 
Uh, news about the incident is renewing calls for biological males to be prohibited from playing on female sports teams. And again, this is something is a, this is a no brainer. There should be no question about this. You know, again, this is a situation where you have one side trying to tell the truth and the other side living their own little, you know, la la land lies. You know, the fact is males are stronger, faster, and and bigger than girls. That's just the way it is. Now there are exceptions, obviously, but in most cases, that's the case. And when you have a girls team, it should be composed of nothing but biological females. And I don't care what you claim to be, what's going on in that little head of yours. The fact is, if you got an outsie, you're a boy. And if you got an insie, you're a girl. And if you got an outsie, you can't play on an insie team, period. That should be the rule everywhere. And because somebody gets their, you know, head out of whack and they get their itsy bitsy feelings hurt, if somebody tries to tell them, no, you're a boy. You cannot play on a girl's team. Tough. Learn to live, you know, grow up. And that's a big part of it. In this day and age, kids are not taught that life has consequences. And you don't get to just decide what you want uh, in fantasy land and force everybody else to go along with you. Just because you're living a lie does not mean everybody else has to. And I haven't run into the situation yet, but if I do and I bump into some guy that's claiming to be a girl, they ain't going to get, yeah, you're a girl from me. I said, hey, dude, back off. You know, these people are just absolutely nuts in the head and they're trying to drag everybody else along kicking and screaming. And in the process, lots and lots of real girls are getting hurt, either physically or, you know, the emotional aspect of working your entire life in many cases for whether it's a school sports thing or a uh, Olympic type thing, whatever the case might be, working your life and then have it shot down because some dude's allowed to play against you, that's insane. Stick with us. We'll be back in three minutes with more your DIY help. We'll be right back. Turn on your TV and all you ever see is ask your doctor if it's right for you and me. So when you ask your doctor, what do you think he'll say? Of course it's right, you dummy. Let's get you hooked on it today. Wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude. They don't care if you live or you die, long as they get their piece of pie. Mm, And welcome back to the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. And before the break, we were going over uh, an article about a young lady who was brutally injured by a uh, male player on another team claiming to be a female on a, a volleyball team. And as we said, news about the incident is renewing calls for biological males to be prohibited from playing on female sports teams. Again, a no-brainer if you have a brain. 
The same must happen uh, in reverse as well. No biological females invading male sports and spaces reserved strictly for men. Definitely. You know, these girls that want to play on male basketball teams or male football teams, you know, if you got a female, you know, there's a reason why they're separate, especially in sports, because people are going to get hurt. I mean, when you're playing football, people, you know, guys get hurt playing against guys. Imagine a female getting tackled by a 280-pound defensive lineman or whoever does that. I don't know nothing about football as far as the names and places. I could care less about that stuff. But um, you put a little girl out there who's 120 pounds, you know, as a, what a playing quarterback, and she gets sacked by somebody on the other side weighing uh, three times her weight or two times her weight, it ain't going to go well. And it's insane. You know, if, if you want to play in a boys team, tough, simple as that. And if you, if you're a boy and want to play on a girls team, tough, that's, that's all there is to it. And the thing is, is the, the, the adults in the room need to grow a pair and start calling a spade a spade and quit going along with all this woke political correctness. Not everyone has heard the uh, full truth about the incident though, including residents of nearby Asheville, which were told by their local newspaper that a girl had been hit, but with no mention that the aggressor is a male. They, the article says transgender, but I can just call it what it is, a dude. It's almost as if the editors of those news outlets want to pretend as though a girl did this to another girl. You know, just like, well, yeah, two women had, had a baby in prison. No, a guy had sex with a girl in prison, and they got she got pregnant and had a baby. The guy claimed to be a girl, but he wasn't. And there was no reason for that person to be in the women's prison in the first place. Anyway, uh, to another girl, in order to shield the cult of LGBT from the scrutiny of hurting women via trans-infiltrated sports teams, male-infiltrated girl sports teams, but it should say, this stops when we stop it, exactly, wrote a commenter warning that this type of thing is spreading far and wide to both cities and rural areas. Cherokee County is, uh, um, <clears throat> Cherokee County, it is important to emphasize being one such rural or generally conservative area. That is, if we really want it stopped, the person added, yeah. <laughs> Another suggested that it's time to take the trash out. The reference being to LGBT perverts must be rooted out of our nation's institutions, and especially those that involve children and young people. The thing is, you know, if you want to do something behind closed doors between consenting adults, that's up to you. But there is absolutely no way in anybody's concept of reality that this should be embraced by government, by the people otherwise. You know, we shouldn't even know about it. And the fact that government is pushing this stuff, if you look down through history, every single government in the history of the world that has embraced this lifestyle has gone down the tubes. And we ain't no different. If we go along with this crap, we're going to have the same fate. And the thing is, is one of the big problems is we've allowed our language to be co-opted. And this is something I learned years ago from G. Gordon Liddy, of all people. Say what you want about the guy but he was a very intelligent man and, or I don't know if he's still with us or not, you know, but you know, at the time he was extremely intelligent 
And one of the things that he brought out that made uh, more sense than anything is the fact that we've allowed our language to be co-opted. Sex has to do with biology. Okay. These people are male. They are female. That is unchanging. It is right down to your genes, your cells, and, and smaller. You cannot change that. Gender, on the other hand, while there are some, you know, minor ind indications, you know, have, having to do with sex, it's primarily about language. And I just, just for the fun of it, during the break, I brought up the Webster's 1828 uh, English Dictionary. I've got a big one sitting on the shelf behind me, um, but I can't reach it right now because of all the junk that I'd have to move to get to it. <laughs> but I brought up the online version. And I did a search first for sex. Number one, the distinction between male and female or the property or character by which an animal is male or female. In other words, the parts. The male sex is usually characterized by muscular strength, boldness, and firmness. Female sex is characterized by softness, sensibility, and modesty. Okay. And then let's look at gender. The first thing is properly kind or sort. <laughs> in other words, you engender a certain attitude or activity. The next one, a sex, male, female, hence, you know, basically there's it's a short reference. Then number three is the biggest one in gender or in grammar, a difference in words to express distinction of sex, usually a difference of termination in nouns, adjectives and participles to express the distinction of male and female. But although this was original design of different determinations, yet in the progress of language, other words have no rela uh, relation to sex uh, or other one or other uh, came to having have genders assigned to them by custom. Words expressing males are said to be of the masculine gender. Gender those expressing females have a feminine gender. And in some languages, words expressing things having no sex are of the neuter or neutral gen neither gender. So the biggest thing, and that was the big distinction for years and years and years, sex was male and female, gender was having to do with masculine, feminine, and language. And you notice there's only two genders ever mentioned, masculine and feminine. We don't have masculine claiming to be feminine and feminine claiming to be masculine and all the other junk. There's two sexes, there's two genders. So no matter how you slice it, there's only two of each. There's not all these other, you know, Heinz 57, whatever you come up with. Um, so anyway, that's that's just a little point I wanted to make. Uh, and people would do well to go back to those two meanings. If you're talking gender, we're talking language. If you're talking sex, you're talking physiology and bodies of human beings or animals or even plants for that matter, but there are two, male and female. And then you have all the mutants, which come as a result of nutrient deficiency and improperly developed uh, glands and organs in the bodies, and that comes as, unfortunately, a, resu a result of ignorance in the people and lack of the proper nutrition and those kind of things. But we have to recognize that there's those those come into play. But the, it's a sad situation when, you know, if I if I was a parent and I had a daughter on a um, 
sports team like that. And I was sitting in the stands watching the game and the other team came out and there was a six foot three guy on that team. I would call a coach and I said, my daughter's not playing today. Put her on the bench, do whatever you got to do, but she's not playing against a dude, period. And parents need to start doing that stuff. If the school systems aren't going to grow a pair and, and do the right thing, the parents need to step up and do it. And the problem is everybody's afraid that they're going to be looked at badly. They'll be picked on. Sorry. My daughter's not playing against a guy. This is a girl's team. And if there's a team you know, opposing them that have guys on it, that's not what she's here for. And even, you know, the, the daughter would probably be upset, too, because she's being and, the th- and that's true. She's being screwed because literally, you know, not literally, but, you know, she's getting ripped off and her opportunity to play because some guy is on a team when he shouldn't be. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's absolutely insane. And this this garbage of people going along with the mental illness of these people saying, I'm, a, I'm something other than what I was born as. No, you were born a male. You will die a male, regardless of what you do in between. Same thing. If you're born female, you will die female. There is nothing you can do to change that, period. And uh, it's a sad situation. Let's see here. Yep, I agree. But again, you're confusing sex and gender. God made two sexes. Man made the genders. You know, sex is an is a something that God de- developed. I mean, he made them male and female. He did not make them masculine and feminine. That's something that man came up with in their his determination of different words in different languages. That's the key thing. And we have to start saying that. It's not gender, it's sex. Period. They're male, they're female. There is no other. They're masculine, they're feminine. You know, you can have a feminine male. And that's what happens when mom is not does not have the nutrients she needs to produce a healthy male. You know, we had, uh, when I was in high school, we had one guy who had very, very feminine uh, mannerisms and traits. He was male, but he was very feminine, which is, that's the gender aspect, so to speak. But the thing is, and, and everybody thought he was homosexual. And unfortunately, he was ostracized as a result. And as it turns out, uh, from what I've seen lately, um, I've seen some posts on Facebook and stuff where he's popped up and he's got a family and uh, the whole shooting match. So I don't know what the deal was. Um, all I know is the way he acted and people looked at him as awful weird. Um, but you can have feminine characteristics being a male. And that sometimes leads to people thinking that somebody is uh, uh, homosexual or the alleged transgens- transgender garbage. But you are male, you are female, and that will never change. Period. But we got to get to the point where we talk sex when we're talking about people and not about genders. Ugh. Very good song about God only made, well, again, it's two sexes, not genders. Gender is a man's creation, period. God made sex, 
man-made gender. And again, it was done primarily for language to show masculine or feminine characteristics. But let's see here, how much time do we have? Let's, just for the fun of it, two minutes long. Well, first, I gotta get rid of this stupid, uh, I hate these ads. <laughs> turn the volume down a bit until we get to the When people point. ask me what I do, I say I design cowboy boots. America has experienced a rapid, in fact, a massive inflation in genders. At one point, biologists were allowed to determine what biology was, and there were two, male and female. Now, there's agender, bigender, two-spirit, herja, hedra, we could go on forever. <laughs> wait, they, them, his, hers. See, Sim, wait, what are these words? You are confused, why are you talking in thirds? You can only be one, it's not what you prefer. You're either one of the two. Whatever's between your two legs is the proof. Whoever gave you the option to choose, man, just sit down and listen, I'm breaking the news. It's only two genders, your parents are jacking you up They might as well put some crack in your cup You came out innocent, now you're corrupt Now you stand on the bridge and you just wanna jump <laughs> Got these pink haired devils Teaching the kids in the school they are vessels Used by the enemy, he's just a rebel Let's turn up the kettle when God gets a hold of him He won't be gentle How dare you misgender me My pronouns are them and theirs Get it right! Y'all brains in a blender. If you state the obvious, he will be censored. God made your body and you're just a renter. He's the inventor and he only made two genders. Two genders. Two genders. He only, he only made two genders. Only two. Look, there's only two genders. I love the science and it says yeah. there's only two genders. Google just told me there's 70 genders. I need the evidence. Where's the defenders? Maybe your brain dead. You lost your receptors. They banned me because I'm a repeating offender. These are the stakes in their race. I am not giving one inch to the gays. It's funny, the sin that got called is detestable. Now when they claim it, they get all the praise. Evil. We only rock in the blue and the pink. I think that you need to get a new shrink. Now you're denying the science you think. I want answers right now, but you're trying to think. You were assigned one at birth. There's only two genders, man. Look at the birds. Men should be straight and women have curves. You just shaking your fist up at God. You got nerve. How dare these people use common sense? Everybody knows there's more than two genders. Y'all brains in a blender. If you state the obvious, you will be censored. God made your body and you're just a renter. He's the inventor and he only made two genders. Two genders. Two genders. He only, he only made two genders. Only two. Look, there's only two genders. I love the science and it says there's only two genders. Kind of cute. My only thing is he's talking gender instead of sex. God made sex, man made gender, period. That's all there is to it. But like I said, makes a good point with the song anyway. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. And I'll tell you what, we are really heading down the wrong path here. And if people don't start to stand up and say no to this garbage, it's going to get worse before it gets any better. That's for sure. But uh, look at history. The countries that embrace this idiocy 
all went down the tubes. Not a single one of them exists anymore. And we're going in the same direction. And it's 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 terrible because girls need to have a space of their own. Guys need to have a space of their own, period. Um, this garbage of, of mixing people. You know, it, that's one, I, one of my favorite TV shows is, is just on in syndication. I was Last Man Standing. And uh, if you've ever seen that show, um, the guy who's played by, um, uh, his name on the show is Mike Baxter, played by Tim Allen. And he has three daughters. The first two are very, very feminine. The, the youngest one, Eve, is uh, kind of a tomboy. And at one point, she gets picked to play, uh, be a, a kicker on the boys' football team because she was at a uh, she was at a football game with her dad, and they had a halftime thing where if you come out and uh, kick a field goal, or you know, yeah, I guess it was a field goal from uh, I think it was like forty or sixty yards, something like that. Uh, you win a Camaro. And it just so happens they called the seat that was her boyfriend had been sitting in, but he went out to get some snacks. So the seat was empty, and when they called it, she just jumped over into the uh, into his seat. So she had to go down, and she kicks the, the thing and, and, and scores and wins a Camaro. And the coach saw the recording of it and invited her to play on the male team. And, of course, mom was all freaking out because she didn't like the fact that she, her daughter was going to be playing against a bunch of boys. And uh, if a kicker gets sacked, they get sacked bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it's just one of those things where the TV program was bringing people into that uh, line of thought, I guess is the best way to put it. Mixing boys and girls on sports teams, never a good idea. But then, you know, we haven't gotten to the point yet, at least on the shows that I watch, where uh, they have a son who's kind of wishy-washy and tries out for the girls' team. You know, have him help us. Uh, I just don't watch those kind of shows, even if they do exist. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, that's something that shouldn't be mixing. You know, there's reasons why for years and years and years, as long as sports have existed, there's reasons why they were separate because girls are more fragile and they tend to break easier. And when you put them up against the kind of guys that play on football teams that are rock solid and big, it's like, you know, when a, when a Mack truck and a uh, Chevy Chevette have a collision, guess who always wins (laughs) the Mack truck, the Chevette don't do well at all. It gets flattened. And the same kind of thing is going to happen with boys and girls on the same sports teams. Just ain't going to go well. Uh, anyway, let's shift gears a little bit here. Study COVID-19 death risk for vast majority of people is nearly zero. Imagine that. The studies are finally catching up to what we already knew, what I've been saying for as long as this has been going on. <laughs> A study confirmed that the risk of dying from the Wuhan coronavirus is almost 0% for the vast majority of people around the world. Yeah, it's like 007 for the average person, which is next to nothing. And, you know, I've been saying that number since the very beginning of this, um, when the real researchers were putting the information out now. 
And now all of a sudden, oh, people are figuring that out. <laughs> We've known it all along. It's just now finally making it. But uh, according to the preprint paper by Stanford University medical scientist, Dr. John Ionidas, I've seen that name before, COVID-19 mortality rates only range between 0% and 0.57% among individuals younger than 70 years old worldwide. He looked at 36 studies plus an additional seven preliminary national estimates for his paper. The Greek-born researcher broke down the mortality rates due to COVID-19 infection by age group 0 to 19 years old, 0.0003%. Twenty to twenty-nine point zero zero three, thirty to thirty-nine point zero one one percent, forty to forty-nine years old point zero three five percent, fifty to fifty-nine years old point one two nine percent, and sixty to sixty-nine years old point five zero one percent. Which all those are lower than the number that I quoted, which is what we were going with. You know, you're, you know, the, when this first started, it was basically 0 0.07 or 0 0.007. I can't remember which, but um, it was minor. Nowhere near close enough to do lockdowns and close businesses and socialist distancing and all the other crap that didn't work in the first place. No, and let's not forget the proverbial face diaper, the, uh, the true marker of idiocy in this whole thing. For more than two years, Ionidas uh, has asserted that the risk of having uh, the, of the virus is very minimal, if not zero, and that public health protocols such as massive lockdowns, shutting down of businesses and schools, uh, face diapering and injection mandates are really not needed, <laughs> totally unnecessary. Together with the uh, authors of the Great Barrington Declaration, he has argued that the risk factor for most people is ex exponentially smaller uh, than for the vulnerable, typically the elderly, who already are afflicted with multiple serious illnesses such as diabetes and heart disease. Ionides insisted these people could be cared for in nursing, assisted living, and private homes with early, re uh, with early treatments while the healthy are allowed to go about their business, independent uh, news company WorldNet Daily reported. Dr. Paul Alexander, a former advisor to the Department of Health and Human Services, agreed with Ioannidis in a piece uh, on his Substack. He wrote, Ioannidis shows us uh, what we have been arguing for two years to uh, strongly protect the elderly and to leave the rest of non-elderly society alone, free. No lockdowns or school closures, no mandates, and no injections. But... Why didn't we do that? Because it wasn't about the illness. It was about controlling people. It was about the total takeover of people's lives. And the vast majority of the generally dumb public allowed it. You know, I, um, I'm going to be traveling down to South Carolina this weekend for a fall festival in a little town called Traveler's Rest. And um, I booked a hotel and when I was looking at the uh, information on the website about the hotel, it says face masks are mandatory in indoor public areas. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. You know, this whole thing has been an absolute farce since the very beginning. And here's a situation where it appears that um, they're still requiring face diapers 
after all this stuff has been proven to be an absolute farce. So the other day I finally called down there and I talked to one of the ladies and says, uh, I just saw on the website that you guys require face masks. Is that true? Oh, no. You know, you can wear one if you want, but nobody's requiring them now. I said, good, because I haven't worn one since this nutcase stuff started and I'm not about to start now. And uh, you probably thought I was crazy, but uh, that's the truth. I have not worn a face mask since this for this entire COVID thing, period. And I'm not about to start, nor will I ever. I'm, you know, somebody tells me I got to do something. <laughs> I don't think so. And unfortunately, if the VAT, you know, not enough people took that stance. There were there were some, but the vast majority, probably 90% plus of the generally dumb public, as I refer to in this case, Bubis Americanus, you know, they just went along with it. And the whole system, which would have been over in a month or two, if people had just said no, not not no, but heck no, uh, it ran on and on and on for, well, in some people's heads, it's still going on. You know, I've noticed we had a little lady that started showing up at our church here a while ago, and she would come in wearing a face mask. And every nobody else had one on, but she didn't. And it was just last week that she came in for the first time without one. Finally, thank goodness. Anyway, we'll be back in two minutes or three minutes with more your DIY health. Stick with us. We'll be right back. second hour of today's edition of your diy health here on the truth frequency radio network and before the break we were looking at an article about uh, death rates and uh, the actual um, risk of death for the average person from COVID 19 and as we suspected and have been saying all along it's next to nothing and uh, it's crazy um, but i was uh, just as the music came on, I was talking about uh, this little lady that had started coming to our church a few months back, and every day she would come in with a uh, face diaper on, when, and she would literally be the only person in the church sitting there the whole time with a mask on. And last week was the first time she came in. I almost didn't recognize her uh, because this first time I saw her face, and she didn't have a mask on. And Sunday she came back and didn't have a mask. I said, thank goodness she's finally gotten to the point where she's able to feel safe and that's the thing she's probably in her mid-70s and a lot of these folks because they don't know any better they've been watching lamestream media their entire lives and many of them don't realize that there's a world out there of truth that you can find by looking on the internet you know of course it's a double-edged sword too but they're, that's the only place you're going to find real information anymore for the most part because the vast majority of what you will find either 
if you're still using just an antenna <laughs> or if you're using cable, most cable systems have been purged of anything telling the truth too. Uh, it's unlikely that if you're if you're working either with AT&T or Spectrum or uh, any of the main cable companies, you're not going to find much at all on their system when it comes to news that is not controlled by the government and just the typical government narrative. Um, outlets out there that are actually telling the truth are very hard to find. And most of these people, they're just used to ABC, NBC, CBS, and uh, public radio, public TV, whatnot. And we all know what kind of information they put out. And these poor people have been brainwashed and scared literally out of their wits for over two years now with this lie about them being in danger from this deadly virus. <laughs> now, what gets me is you go to Amish country sometime. Ask them how many people have died from COVID. <laughs> oh, we don't have COVID here. Why not? We don't have TV. <laughs> And that's that's literally the truth. That's what you'll hear when you go to the Amish country. Um, they don't get sick from COVID because they aren't being programmed. And that's what I've been saying all along. A lot of this illness is nothing more than psychosomatic. You know, what it is, you know, if it's not a um, just a, a seasonal detox where your body's been bombarded with crap in the food, crap in the water, crap in the air, you know, and you've been toxified and your body has to detox down the road to get rid of that stuff. And what you experience when you're detoxing is what we refer to as the seasonal flu, or in this case, COVID-19, which is pretty much the same as seasonal flu. Uh, and the other hard part of it is if you're if you're doing pretty good job living a pretty clean life, which, you know, for in general, the Amish community does, the only problem they have is they tend to grow local and eat local. And if there are uh, nutritional minerals that are lacking in the soil where their community is, they end up with the um, typical uh, nutritional deficiency diseases that are caused by the lack of and primarily selenium. Um, and in uh, case in point, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, there's a majorly large Amish community, and there's almost no selenium in the soil there. And because they don't import foods from outside their area, they're, they're eating what they grow, mostly. Everybody there is selenium deficient, and that tends to breed cardiomyopathy, which is heart problems. It tends to breed muscular uh, dystrophy, which is, you know, neuromuscular diseases. And it tends to breed things like cystic fibrosis, which is all three of those things are uh, selenium deficiency diseases. And in China, they were referred to as Kishan disease, where you had a little bit of all three of those things. And in Kishan province, they had the same situation where there was virtually no selenium in the soil. And these kids were growing up deficient in selenium, and they were developing combination of cardiomyopathy, um, uh, muscular dystrophy, and um, cystic fibrosis. And Dr. Wallach went over there and did a research project on it, did a whole bunch of autopsies and checked things out and basically explained to them, this is what the problem is. You need to supplement these kids with, with selenium. And when they did that, Keyshawn disease became a thing of the past. 
and he did the same thing in the Amish community over there in uh, in Pennsylvania. And they had uh, a kid that was basically their test case. So here's this kid. He's in a wheelchair. And if you can do something with him, then we might listen to you. So he, he, Wallach says, okay, um, put him on this diet, you know, stay away from these foods and eat or take these supplements. And a few months later, he was back and, you know, went back to talk to him and that kind of thing and do a follow-up. And the parent, you know, the guys are the, the elders of the community are looking at him, well, like, what's going on? And the next thing you know, the kid that was in the wheelchair originally came running through kicking a soccer ball. They said, hmm, maybe this dude knows what he's talking about. <laughs> the kid had muscular dystrophy, and according to the uh, powers that be, the Muscular Dystrophy Foundation or Association or whatever they are, Oh, it's incurable. We're still having telethons every Labor Day to raise money for research. Well, in 2011, Dr. Wallach sent a whole bunch of uh, case histories to Jerry Lewis, who was Mr., you know, the face of muscular dystrophy at that time uh, for years and years and years. Jerry Lewis, Labor Day telethons for MD. And uh, Lewis got all excited and uh, went to the MD Association and they canned him. Put him up, made him sign a non-disclosure agreement and stuck him on a round-the-world cruise so he wouldn't be anywhere near the United States on Labor Day. And uh, that's the way these foundations, whether it's MD Association, Susan G. Comer, whatever for the cure, uh, the Heart Association, the Cancer Societies, all these groups, the last thing they want is to find a cure, especially if it's not in pharmaceuticals. You know, if it's nutritional, they can't patent it. They can't make billions of dollars on it. They don't want to know about it. And they'll never find it because there is no cure in pharmaceuticals. The best they can ever have is management of symptoms. And along with that management comes tons and tons and tons of uh, more dangerous side effects. But the answer to virtually every chronic health issue out there, over 900 of them, is nutrition. And the medical community doesn't want anything to know about it because it doesn't make money for them. And that's the bottom line. And the same thing is true with the transgender stuff. If every parent, when they, before they were expecting, you know, even tried to conceive, mom and dad both were put on 90 essential nutrients appropriate for their body weight for six months prior to conception, we would virtually end all, not only birth defects, well, yeah, all birth defects. And the fact is, is these transgender people and all the arrests, the homosexuals, those are birth defects in most cases, unless they've been recruited. If they're weak-minded and been recruited, you know, they can go back and forth because there's no predisposition based on your uh, physiology. But in the case of true stuff where they're literally born that way because mom wasn't uh, nutrient uh, sufficient at the time, and she didn't have what was necessary to produce healthy organs and glands throughout the body. That's when you get these people that literally were born that way. And that's a birth defect. You know, they may not want to call it that. They're just, you know, special, <laughs> whatever. But truly, it is a birth defect. And we would eliminate those along with cleft palates, hair, lips, um, you know, club feet, you name it. Um, uh, cerebral palsy, you name it, all the way down the line, things that people are born with that the MD community are saying is genetic when it's not, it's nutritional, 
And one of the prime cases of that is cystic fibrosis. Um, Wallach has known the cure for that for years and years and years. And it's simply supplementing with uh, the 90 essential nutrients and extra selenium. And that's one that can be turned on and off after the person is born. Um, it can be eliminated prior to that, just by making sure mama's got everything she has. And the thing is, is we've done this over and over and over again. And there has never yet, uh, in all the people around the world that are using longevity supplementation, they have never had a baby with birth defects that I've ever heard of. You know, they're all born perfectly normal and ahead of the uh, curve on the, you know, development scale. And they don't get sick. They don't need injections. They don't need nothing. And the smart parents don't go to doctors for them either. But anyway, um, let's get back to this article. Um, Dr. Paul Alexander, a former advisor, Department of Health and Human Services, agreed on with Ionides. Is the uh, piece in the substack, and we covered that a little bit. Sh uh, the doctor shows that uh, what we've been arguing for two years to strongly protect the elderly and leave the rest of non-elderly society alone free. No lockdowns or school closures, no mandates, and no injection. Moreover, the erstwhile HHS advisor also complied, uh, compiled more than 400 studies reflecting how lockdowns, shelter-in-place policies, school closures, mask and mask mandates fail to minimize virus transmission, primarily because it's not a virus, <laughs> and uh, lessen death rates. Anyway, in a separate piece for the Brownstone Institute, Alexander stated that restrictive policies were ineffective and devastating failures, causing immense harm, especially to the poor and vulnerable within societies. We've known this for a very long time now, but governments continue to double down, causing misery and uh, upon people with ramifications that will likely take decades or more to repair. Yeah, look at what's happened to the school kids that have been out of school for roughly a year and a half, two years. They are so far behind in all their studies, and the younger ones, especially in their development, their ability to speak, and all those things, those people will be dealing with probably for the rest of their lives. And that's just criminal. And you got people like Anthony Fauci and Tedros of the World Health Organization and uh, all these idiots in government who supported this stuff and pushed it, not just at the federal level, but at the local levels, too. That's where it actually happened. You have the local board of health who were a bunch of idiots for the most part and basically telling people, oh, you've got to close the schools, can't do this, got to close the businesses. You know, all the big box stores, you know, the, the Walmarts, the Costcos, the Sam Clubs, they could stay open. But the little mom and pop stores that sold the same kind of stuff, oh, they got to close. They're non-essential. I got news for you. Maybe you consider it non-essential. But when it comes to the families that that business supports, you can't believe how essential that business is. And only a few had the guts to stand up and say, no, I'm not closing. You know, and now there are people that are filing suit after the fact and winning on a regular basis. But it never should have happened in the first place. Alexander pointed out that cardiologist Dr. Peter McCulloch and other experts have been right all along that the infection fatality rate, IFR, for the vast majority was really low, as per the studies they looked into. 
Ioannidis wrote in his studies abstract that the IFR of the virus among non-elderly people in the absence of injection or prior infection is important to estimate accurately. Since 94% of the global population is younger than 70 years and 86% is younger than 60, the Stanford, uh, Stanford researcher echoes the Texas cardiologist's point, suggesting early intervention for certain vulnerable age groups. Yeah, and what, what did we hear originally? There is no early intervention. There's nothing you can do until the person gets to the point where they have to go to the hospital and be put on a, on a ventilator. That's what the, the people out in the trenches, the MDs that were really trying to do something, they have been, and this has never been the case, but in this case it was. And where did it come from? Fauci, Tedros, Gates, people that had ulterior motives, the destruction of humanity, and the total control of the population. And what best way, what better way to keep the population under control than to keep them scared to death? There's this little teeny thing that we call a virus that is the problem here. You can't see it. It's so small that it goes everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And you can get it and carry it with you and not even know it. And then you can make other people sick. Something else that's never happened before. (laughs) Asymptomatic uh, spread. If you ain't sick, you ain't going to make somebody else sick, even if the germ theory was true, which it isn't. Anyway, McCulloch has always made it clear that both big pharma and big government should be denounced for allowing gain-of-function research at the COVID-19 and the COVID-19 jabs. And lo and behold, what do we have now? Just recently, within the last week or so, in the University of Boston Medical School or whatnot, they created a chimera virus, supposedly, that uh, is eight, has an 80% death rate. Why on earth are they still screwing around with that stuff? Because they're not done. They still want to kill everybody, with the latter causing the biggest medical biological catastrophe of all time. <laughs> we had lost 250,000 Americans due to the virus, and that's, that's bull. We haven't lost anywhere near that. Now, even the CDC's own figures, 94% of all the deaths from allegedly from COVID were from other causes. So you take the biggest number they have and multiply it by 6%, and that's what you'll get. We're less than 100,000 still, which is minuscule. And since the injection, 750,000 have died. Uh, try 20 million. Of course, that's a worldwide number. The injections have actually prolonged the pandemic. Yeah, because right now the only people that are coming down with it are the ones who have been jabbed. Didn't stop the virus transmission, which it never was designed to do, and didn't reduce hospitalization and death. No, it increased it. It was all a series of false claims for an unsafe set of products. Uh, he told the TV host, Jeffrey Prather, during the uh, September 23rd, 22 episode of uh, the latter's program, Prather Point. McCulloch added that the widespread uh, corruption in, in academic medicine, peer-reviewed literature, and medical societies has suppressed introduction to early interventions uh, methods and promoted fear in order to push the clot shots worldwide. And let's see how long this thing is. Oh, too long. 
50 minutes. Oops. We'll have to skip that, but um, I think, can't remember, I'll go ahead and put this in the chat room too. Oops, why did that not copy? There we go. Anyway, there's so much going on. One last one in the news, now we're going to get to the Itericare. Israeli company that produces 3D printed fake meat opens new factory in the Netherlands. This is nuts. Israel lab-grown meat company Redefine Meat has uh, signed a deal to establish a new 3D printed meat factory in the Netherlands. I want to know, are they going to 3D print a cow and then butcher it down and all that kind of stuff, or are they just going to go straight to 3D printed hamburger patties? <laughs> Redefine Meat sells a line of lab-grown meat products under the brand name New Meat. These fake meats are manufactured using 3D printers to mimic certain types of meats like steaks, tenderloins, strip loins, and other choice and premium cuts. The company currently operates large-scale mint meat printers, <laughs> good grief, in the city of Rehovot in Israel, R-E-H-O-V-O-T, just south of Tel Aviv. The uh, cultured meat startup recently established a partnership with Monaco-based meat importer and exporter Giraudi Meats. This partnership involves providing redefined meat with $170 million in financing and making Giraudi Meats the exclusive European distributor for new meat products. In addition, both companies have agreed to set up a new factory for 3D printing meat in the Netherlands with the hope of uh, that this foothold will help establish new meat products as viable alternatives, what they call conventionally produced meat or natural <laughs> or are actual meat raised by ranchers in the fields and farmlands. And they're going to try and put those people out of business. New meat is currently available in Israel, the United Kingdom, the Netherlands and Germany is in almost a thousand restaurants and are currently paying the company about $40 per kilo. Redefine Meats' uh, agreement with Garaudi uh, uh, Meats uh, gives the meat importer and exporter distribution rights for new meat products in France, Greece, Italy, and Sweden. Garaudi Meats is expected to follow this up by distributing uh, the products to dozens more countries next year. Redefine Meat co-founder and CEO Eskar Ben Shitrit, S-H-I-T-R-I-T, uh, said a uh, said the decision to partner with Garaudi Meats was influenced by the meat company's exclusive nature and his desire to forge new meats reputation into one of high class. They don't do just regular meat; they do exclusive meat," said Ben Shitrit. <laughs> and uh, as you can imagine, you don't find exclusive meat in regular retail. They distribute to restaurants, some that they own. And they do. They also distribute directly to distributors in smaller countries, and of course butchers. But again, not your standard butcher. Ooh, <laughs> who uses that substandard, real, natural meat? <laughs> Good grief! Redefine Meat grows its fake meat using genetically modified cells cultured in labs, which are then 3D printed to mimic meat products. 
Some of the new meat products are made from ingredients including soy and pea proteins. There we go. Chickpeas, beetroot, nutritional yeasts, and coconut fat, all of which are toxic. <laughs> Our product is meat. No, it's not. It has the same attributes. It is just manufactured in a different way, claims Ben Shipper. Yeah, right. Uh, the fact that our products are now being sold by Grouty Meats, the same people who sell high-quality meat, shows that they are not compromising vegan products. Baloney. Ben Shipper noted that uh, with the acquisition of the meat factory in the Netherlands, the company will be able to increase the production of its fake meat goods in on a uh, commercial scale while we don't have unlimited capacity our capacity will grow more than 15 times this month and we will continue to grow until we are at full capacity which will be 500 tons or uh, you know, per month anyway said ben shitrit um we are moving from 15 tons to 20 tons at this point uh, per day good grief and there was a companion article let me see if i can find it here real quick about the nasty stuff that's actually in these things uh yeah check out the nasty ingredients and this this is you know this is not the same product this is the beyond meat burgers uh, but it's still fake meat if you've ever wondered exactly what exactly is contained within Beyond Meat's fake meat burger patties, look no further than the following list of the top most toxic ingredients. Ah, here's one that we just heard, pea protein isolate. While one of the few ingredients that is not genetically modified, pea protein isolate constitutes much of the bulk matter used to create Beyond Meat patties. Pea protein isolate is problematic for many because it is an allergen. It is also linked to reduced kidney function, containing a substance class known as purines, oh yes, that convert to uric acid. Yeah, you want gout? <laughs> Eat this stuff. While purines aren't bad in normal amounts, excessive doses can make it difficult for your kidneys to get rid of all the uric acid, it explains, and then it will build up in your joints and you'll end up with gout. This increases the risk of gout. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm kind of ahead of myself here. An inflammatory condition in which uric acid builds up in the blood, creating needle-like crystals in the joints that cause episodes of severe sudden pain and tenderness. Then we have next, canola oil. <sighs> One of the most common ingredients used in processed foods, canola oil is more often than not GMO, pretty much always. It's also an unhealthy, highly refined omega-6 fatty acid-rich saturation of chemicals that does no favors for the body when consumed. Stick with real meat burgers, not the fake stuff. Another toxic ingredient in Beyond Meat Patties is DHA algal oil, a substance known to cause gastrointestinal upset. DHA algal oil is uh, often produced using harsh and caustic chemical solvent called hexane. Oh, goody. I just want to get a glass full of that right now. Hexane is a known neurotoxin, and also a carcinogen, I believe, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and hazardous air pollutant, according to the Environmental Protection Agency. Reports indicate the use of hexane is strictly prohibited in organic food production. Hmm. But somehow we can put it in fake meat. DHA algal oils is also typically stabilized and preserved using synthetic chemicals that are prohibited, including the sugar alcohol mannitol. Um, 
modified starch, glucose syrup solids, and ascorbyl palmitate. Then we have methyl cellulose. This natural plant substance is linked to aller allergic reactions such as hives, breathing problems, face and lip swelling, and other symptoms. It can also cause stomach cramps, rectal bleeding, and an impacted bowel. Oh, goody. <laughs> Let's do that. Stick with us. We'll be back in three minutes with the last segment of today's edition of Free Highway Health. Right back. Welcome back to the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the True Frequency Radio Network. Going to finish up on this article about the goodies, uh, all the wonderful stuff in fake meat. Next one is carrageenan, a pseudo-latex substance derived from seaweed. Carrageenan causes many of the same allergic symptoms as actual latex. This con its consumption is linked to large bowel ulceration and ulcerative colitis, fatal toxicity, and birth defects colorectal and liver cancer, glucose intolerance and insulin resistance, inflammation, immune suppression, and growth of abnormal colon glands. Whoopee. Then we have yeast extract, another name for monosodium, monosodium glutamate, or MSG, which is a neurotoxin. Yeast extract causes many of the same symptoms of MSG, including flushing of the skin and headaches, not to mention brain tumors and a whole bunch of other stuff. Too much glutamate is high, abnormally high concentrations can lead to overexcitation of the receiving nerve cell. In some cases, the nerve cell receptors for glutamate can be oversensitive and fewer molecules are necessary to excite that cell, the science says. The ALS Association says prolonged excitation to toxic nerve cells and glutamate can cause harm when the mes messages are overwhelming as in stroke or epilepsy. Then we have maltodextrin, usually extracted from potatoes, rice, or GMO corn. Maltodextrin has a higher glycemic index than table sugar, which is a disaster for diabetics. Yeah, so if you're a diabetic and you eat one of these burgers, look out, you're going to spike. This ingredient also damages the balance of gut bacteria, which play an important role in immune regulation. One study has shown that maltodextrin increases the activity of Escherichia coli, <laughs> or E. coli, bacteria, which is linked to inflammatory bowel diseases and other intestinal damage. Whew, good grief. And more related news about Beyond Meat and other fake meat companies can be found at, wait for it, frankenfood.news. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the thing that gets me is the people that just all the greenies. Oh, I'm going to go get me a Beyond Meat or the Impossible the Impossible Burger, I think it is, that Burger King is selling. You talk about nasty, toxic, poison garbage. Why? You know, ugh. I would not eat there just because I might 
accidentally get slipped one of those patties and a real burger. If you could actually say they make real burgers. But anyway, want to shift gears again. Cover a couple of really, really good testimonies that uh, came in recently to our um, Telegram channel for Itericare. This first one is amazing. And it's a um, it's from Julie, October 9th. For anyone suffering in excruciating back pain with diagnosed uh, and diagnosed with osteoporosis, this testimonial is for you. Back in March of 2021, I was a volunteer helper on a crew of people creating a music video. It was one of the best experiences of my life. The very last hour of the shoot, I lifted four very heavy buckets of water out of a bathtub. From that moment on, my life completely changed. I drove home feeling frozen, paralyzed in pain. I canceled my appointment with a client. I was supposed to give someone an energy healing session that day, my real job, but I could hardly move. Little did I know this would be my life for the next 16 months. I slept in an upright chair for five months due to lack of due to back spasms that often resulted when I tried to lay flat in my bed. I was taken numerous times by ambulance to the emergency room screaming. The pain levels I experienced were beyond what I experienced giving birth to my son. One of my initial hospital visits involved an x-ray, but the emergency room doctor dismissed the four compressed fractures in my spine and sent me home saying, take your pain medication and work your core muscles. <laughs> yeah, that idiot was probably on uh, drugs himself, which over 50%, I think the last study was 51% of all emergency room docs are on some sort of uh, painkillers and uh, you know drugs of their own. But anyway, for the next four months, I ended up uh, so many times in the hospital emergency room with pain levels so high, it would be uncontrollably screaming as my back would spasm many times a day and would lock. I would feel paralyzed in a stuck position for hours. The longest I was stuck like was like this was for 13 hours. I remember this day in particular because it was my birthday. Two doctors I did see 12 hours apart both said that there was nothing they could do for me and was escorted by wheelchair to the hospital parking lot, still paralyzed and locked in pain and crying like a baby. This hellish scenario repeated itself so many times for more uh, for four more months. A friend offered to come and stay with me between her and my 18 uh, year old son and a community of caring people, some who I knew and some who were complete strangers. I received 24 seven care. For five months, I couldn't walk by myself, lift a thing, lower myself down to sit on the toilet, dress, shower, cook, or drive, and was in constant pain. I slept upright in a chair in my living room. I had to move out of my master bedroom and get a renter to help pay my bills. Up until then, I had been very independent and living on my own for the past eight years, so all of this change of privacy uh, when I felt so vulnerable was also incredibly challenging for me, not to mention the stress of not being able to work for months and earn a living to keep my life going. One day, I took a lot of pain meds to prepare myself for what could have been a possibly excruciating endeavor. I didn't feel like I had a choice at this point. Nothing was changing. I asked my friend to take me to another hospital, which involved a half-day car ride over bumps and turns, 
a trip off the road or off the tiny island I live on. Within an hour and a half of entering their emergency room, I was scanned and told I had four spinal compression fractures and was admitted. I was sent home a week later with a hospital bed and walker and more pain meds. I was in the hospital bed for a total of 10 months. I re-injured my spine another 14 times in the following 15 months. I kept having to start from scratch each time, working my way from bedridden or being bedridden to walking with my walker and becoming self-sufficient again. Enter the Itericare One. My friend Terry sent me a classic wand. Her message was this, use it. If it helps, purchase it. If it doesn't, send it back. I used it uh, way too much at first, two hours a day, and I felt horrible. She was probably having Herxheimer's reactions. I was also uh, was going to send it back. I happened to catch a video by Dr. Ray, the neurologist who was using it on his MS and Parkinson's patients. He said, if you're, going, if you're using it more than an hour a day, you're way overdoing it. I backed off to 20 to 40 minutes a day. I took uh, one day off a week like, like they recommended. Here's what has happened in the last two months. I have no pain. I can bend and lift. I feel stronger each and every day. I started noticing huge shifts by the six, week, uh, six weeks point. I have begun working again. I have my house back to myself, which feels incredibly amazing, and I can drive. Things I didn't expect, moles, skin tags, and age spots are disappearing. My skin is radiant, and I keep having people commenting on it. I have begun to get my life back. I have just started to offer working again with people in pain who may also be suffering with illness and or a recent diagnosis. This time, though, I am offering everyone I work with a frequency wand session combined with the other quantum healing fil- uh, facilitation I offer. I hope my testimonial may some may help someone that uh, that you may know that might be suffering in pain and want to help uh, create a more uh, story endings like mine. Thank you to Terry, Sheila, and Kathy for helping me, uh, helping con- connect me with the Itericare technology. It has allowed me to begin to get my life back. And then there's an edited add-on here. A number of people in the comments have asked how I used the wand. I wanted my warm water and tea and drank two cups. I laid on my side, put the wand on a pillow, and pointed it for about two to five minutes on my low back, then slowly worked my way up my spine uh, and pointed it two to five uh, all the way up to the neck. I then did my palms, my feet, and my crown. I also did under my armpits, behind my knees, and my groin. If I had time, I added any part of the body that wanted or needed it. Then I drank more water afterwards as well. I always use the hottest level, but I'm wondering about that after listening to another doctor who said if you have inflammation, use the cooler level. I am presently working on my eyesight and floaters and tracking with photos my moles, skin tags, and age spots. Thank you, everyone, for your love and heartfelt comments. If you have cells and bones, this will work for you. Keep going. That's a real testimony from another a real person who was in real agony. And the allopathic medical, medical community had absolutely nothing to offer her in a form of relief. 
just more stupid things, false fake diagnoses and pain meds. Imagine that. And here's one from Dennis, constipation. Not the greatest topic, but a lot of people deal with it. Even with an excellent organic diet, I had constant constipation for 12 months. My checkup showed a con, uh, constant constipation, uh, a result of aging. Yeah, that's the typical thing from MDs. I was 71 at the time. I accepted the decree the checkup provided and decided not to take any kind of pharmaceutical remedies. Instead, I used what is known as a small volume enema, 500 milliliters or less. Coffee is common for them, but uh, since I live in Japan, I chose to use green tea as the solution. This was all pre-terahertz frequency. On my first day, I got my iTeraCare uh, Classic device from Prife International. I applied a five-minute uh, terahertz charge on setting number two to the 500 millimeters of warm, milliliters of warm green tea solution for my enema. The result I got were very unexpected, to say the least. Compared to pre-terahertz, the volume of substance to be expelled from my system was three times more. After a few minutes, I decided to use only warm water, charged, uh, warm charged iterahertz water, and no green tea in the 500 mil solution. Very satisfied with the removed volume or substance, uh, a week later, I decided to only drink warm terahertz water all day long, which was a total of two liters or 64 ounces, roughly. The result was very effective uh, with no constipation at all. Uh, so in other words, they were having just perfect bowel movements with no problem. I am now what we would consider regular, meaning one, well, he's having one bowel movement per day without the need or, or aid of an enema. Well, that's close. It's getting there, but three to five per day is what most uh, natural physicians would consider truly regular. The warm 64 ounces of terahertz charged water is keeping me regular and very happy. Now, I am as regular as my little friend in the photo you see, which is a dog, a little, looks like a Pomeranian. He does his business regularly, and I do my, my business regularly, too. Much appreciation and gratitude for the terahertz frequencies I have. And uh, that's just two of the most recent testimonials. And these things are absolutely amazing. And the thing is, uh, if uh, if you're considering these things, act now because on November 1st, it is uh, the information I have is that the price on these devices are going to go up about 30 bucks. At least that's the U.S. price. Currently, they're 350. They will be 380 as of November 1st, from what I'm being told. Um, so the uh, warehouses have plenty of stock. Uh, couple that with the fact that with all the stuff going on in the situation today in the economy and everything uh there's no telling when shipments from outside the country will be stopped and if that happens then there won't be any more of these things to be had because they are produced in china and sent over here um, they won't be available anymore if they put a um uh, what do you call it if they if they start blocking shipments so there's two reasons not to hesitate get one now while you can both because the price is going up and because they any time now they could be shut off completely also the holidays are coming up christmas is coming up you know these are great gifts for families um and i've already got people that are ordering for that reason 
So, um, you know, I, I have not had anybody ever want to return one, but I have multiple people who, once they get one, they'll call me a few weeks later and want more. And that's not uncommon. Um, so keep that in mind. And again, you can um, go to my website, yourdiyhealth.com, Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do it yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com, and um, check it out the uh, website. And uh, again, if you go to the um, dedicated site, which is thzforlife.com or ttom h henry z zebra, the number four, not spelled out, just the number four, life.com, is uh, you know where you can order one. Just hit the uh, get started now button, follow the directions, read things, don't skip over anything, and you'll do just fine. So uh, I just wanted to cover that real quick. These things are just amazing. I have uh, loved mine and I've seen great results. My eyesight is getting better by the day. Um, bone and joint issues getting better by the day. Um, good grief. <laughs> I have had so many things I can't remember them all. I had an issue with my left ankle that was uh, every once in a while it would just, you know, it was like a trick thing. You know, it would, I'd turn the wrong way or something, all of a sudden something would click and I'd have a hard time standing on it until I worked it around. And since I've been using this device, that has totally gone away. Um, my neck at, you know, where the, where the neck meets the head, you know, basically when you turn your head, used to, I used to feel like a bag full of gravel grinding and that's totally gone now. Um, my knees, uh, when I get up and move and that kind of thing was uh, rice krispies, you know, you had snap, crackle, pop, and uh, that's pretty much gone. Uh, skin tags I've had are disappearing. Um, good heavens. Trying to think of what else. Um, bunches and bunches of things. And uh, just overall feeling of well-being is amazing. Um, you know, smoothness of movement and that kind of thing, because I tend to sit way, way too much. Um, don't get enough exercise. Need to get out and do more. But um it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm hoping this weekend to get out and move around a little bit when I'm traveling. Um, but, yeah, these things are just amazing. And uh, where you spend thousands of dollars for other so-called health devices, this thing, which is not a health device, it's basically a certified electronic device and uh, like a toaster oven or, tele, you know, telephone or whatever. Um, the best part is, number one, nothing negative comes out of it totally safe, totally effective. And all you do is take it out of the box, plug it in, turn it on and point it. And very simple and easy to use. You can charge water with it, which uh, we have videos on my website to cover that. And when you drink that water, we've had people now that are having great results just from drinking the water. Um, I had a uh, video yesterday from a couple of ladies in Scotland and one of them, her husband is very, skeptical i guess you could say you know doesn't believe much anything and when he saw the results she was getting he was amazed and he hasn't used the device itself but he does drink the water that she charges every day and he's having great results just from drinking the charged water which is really pretty cool it uh, works on your blood helps get um, blood flow going and uh, lymph flow going uh, just an amazing uh, situation the stuff works like a charm and we encourage everybody to um get a hold of one of these things while you still can and uh, see what happens 
All righty then. Um, let me see here. Got uh, a thing that I just got from uh, Unplugged. He's not here today, but I checked uh, on Telegram and he sent this thing out. And it's a rumble um, story of Dr. Pam Popper, who has uh, filed a federal lawsuit against Ralph Barrick, Peter Daszak, and EcoHealth Alliance. They're the ones that originally started this gain-of-function stuff at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. And uh, we filed uh, against them a toxic tort claiming they unleashed this thing on humanity. And as a result, there are 6.5 million who died of this alleged virus. One advantage we had was a whistleblower who came out of EcoHealth and gave us a lot of their documents, which was very helpful. Let's see if we can get this video to play, see how long it takes. And um, we'll see here. Uh, being on Rumble, Rumble always takes a while to get going for some reason. Don't know what the story is there. But uh, hopefully we'll see something here. What is your case against Peter Daszak and EcoHealth Alliance? Yeah, so we sued. First of all, you're right. That's how the money went to Wuhan. And uh, I don't really think anybody, I, I read this morning, the odds that this did not come from a lab are like one in 100 million. The odds, right. that's what they're right. saying. So, so I've been yeah. right about that since 2020. Um, but in any case, we filed a lawsuit. It's a toxic tort lawsuit, which is interesting. This is a typical lawsuit that gets filed. So if DuPont uh, puts chemicals in the drinking water and people get sick, then you can sue them. All the people who got sick or cancer, whatever, can sue DuPont. So the first thing is that it's very difficult to throw this case out because it's not unique. This is filed, this type of case is filed every day in the United States, okay? So we filed against Echo Health, Peter Daszak, his wife, Janet Cunningham Daszak, Ian Lipkin, who was part of the cover-up at Columbia University, and Ralph Barrick, who is at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. We filed against them a toxic tort claiming that they unleashed this thing on humanity. And as a result, there are six and a half million people, they say, who died of this virus, hundreds of thousands permanently injured, and, um, and et cetera. So that's, that's the basis for the lawsuit. We filed it in federal court a couple of weeks ago. Um, of course, usually what happens next is the motion to dismiss. Interestingly enough, um, they instead filed for a 50-day extension on Friday to respond. I consider that a pretty good sign on our side of the issue because usually they just can't get in, wait to get into court and try to dismiss it. So um, we're, we're optimistic about this, and uh, we believe we also filed as uh, some of the defendants were John and Jane Doe because we think that um, there are many other people who've been part of this whole conspiracy and cover-up and everything else, and we believe that we'll end up naming them as, um, as additional defendants and that uh, there will be many, many, many more plaintiffs as well. So um, we're the first people to go after the big people behind this. In other words, and, and by the way, everybody's filed lots of lawsuits, lots of good ones, lots of people representing people, but I wanted to do this. We worked on this for a year. It's a difficult case, but um, one advantage we had was a whistleblower who came out of Echo Health and gave us a lot of their documents, which was very helpful. All righty then. And there's one other thing, if I can find it here, wanted to cover real quick. Um, COVID-19 injections have caused 84% of all deaths recorded in VAERS for the past 32 years. 
Pfizer number one in injection deaths before even before COVID. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, U.S. Government Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, VAERS, was started in 1990 to track injuries and deaths reported after receiving an, an, an injection or vaccine. Congress mandated by law that the government maintain a database as part of the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. And that program is a no-fault alternative to the traditional legal system for resolving vaccine injury petitions. In other words, the people are going to pay reparations to people that are injured rather than the guilty parties, the drug companies. And just an absolutely disgusting law signed by Reagan, uh, one of the not-so-better things that that guy did. It was created in the 1980s after lawsuits against vaccine companies and healthcare providers threatened to cause vaccine shortages and reduce U.S. vaccination rates, which would have been a great thing and much better for the people, but we can't have that because we got to keep them sick so that they can make money for the medical community and big pharma, which could have caused the resurgence of vaccine-preventable diseases, baloney. There's no such thing as a vaccine-preventable disease, only the fantasy of those. Anyway, any individual of any age who received a covered vaccine and believes he or she was injured as a result can file a petition. Parents, legal guardians, and legal representatives can file on behalf of children, disabled adults, and individuals who are deceased. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. Since the emergency use authorization of COVID-19 jabs in December 2020, through the latest update of the VAERS database on October 14, 2022, 84% of all deaths reported after injection for the past 31-plus years have been reported following COVID-19 injections. That should tell you something. They've only been around for a couple years at the most, and they're already responsible for 84% of deaths since 1991. That's pretty crazy. So I wanted to cover that. I'm not going to go into all this stuff because this is a very long article. Um, I'll put the link in the chat room and on the Telegram channel. But I wanted to make sure that everybody had a chance to see that. Um, this is just insanity. At the <laughs> Craziness. Um, good grief. Well, we're down to just about 30 seconds left. We will be back Thursday. Uh, if all goes well, I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm hoping to be here live. Uh, Same bat time, same bat channel. Slight chance it may be a replay, uh, depending on what's going on. I've got something scheduled that I have to work time around timing. But uh, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We will be back hopefully on Thursday. And if not, we'll see you next Tuesday one way or the other. Have a wonderful day, week, and whatever. And we will see you soon. Take care and God bless. Hope everything goes well for you. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. And... uh, Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye.